Some people claim that the atrocities we commit in our fiction are those inner desires which we cannot commit in our controlled civilization. So they are expressed instead through our art. I don't agree. I believe heaven and hell are one and the same. The soul belongs to heaven and the body to hell. Welcome back to the Blasphemous Cinema Podcast. I'm your host, Jake, and with me today is, of course, my trustworthy co-host, Addison. How are you doing today, Addison? Just peachy. How about you? Pretty, pretty good. I would say pretty peachy as well. You know, we just got, it is November 1st, and, you know, me and you are big lovers of horror fans, so when October rolls around, we're watching a shit ton of horror movies. I do my best to, like, at least watch one horror movie a day. Um, I think I watched a total of 32, so just a little bit over the 31 um, goal. Nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a great month. I I absolutely love doing it every year. Um, and for this podcast, we're just going to be going through and talking about the movies that we watched throughout October. That would be pretty cool to recap what we watched. Um, and we can, you know, just pretty do it freely. And yeah, let's just... Um, how do you go about your October? Do you really just like, do you have like a goal set in mind or you just watch as much as you can? No, I just watch as much as I can. I don't have okay. a specific goal or anything. Okay. Gotcha. Cause it's like, usually when I was growing up for October, I would literally pick out movies and I would put them in a huge stack, like probably like 30, 31 movies. And, those my goal was to finish them all. Now this year I put I made a list and it changed a little bit here and there just around plans and moods and stuff. But my goal was thirty one. I got the thirty two. Um, I think yeah. I mean we're just gonna re- be recapping our adventures and movie going over the past month. Um, the best month of the year for movie going in my opinion. And we'll just sure. we'll just talk about our opinions on each of our movies. Um. So, do you want to, would you like to basically, we can go like a week by week breakdown almost. So like the um, October like 1st through like the 9th and then like go from there. Yeah, we can try. Okay. Um, All right. Um, See what my October looked like. I think I'll just start with mine first. Um, so the first movie that I started my October with was um, the Child's Play remake. Um, I want to preface first that, you know, I'm actually a really big fan of the Child's Play franchise, at least like the original three. And uh, sparingly with the sequels, not really my type of thing i've heard the new i've heard the new tv show is actually pretty good so eventually i'm going to be watching that um but i I figured so um (laughs) uh so they came out with the remake um obviously a little bit modernized version with going to the electronic chucky doll um and i still there's a there's definitely some problems here and there with this movie um, visually it looks kind of trash to be honest and but I do have a good time with it I think the kills are pretty good um, I think Mark Hamill is pretty funny as 
Chucky. Um, he's great at voice acting. He is. How he's he so, so good. He's so good. And well, funny story. Like one of my favorite things about owning like the soundtrack to this movie. I think the soundtrack is actually pretty good too. Um, like you have that included included song of him just singing the buddy song oh it's hilarious it's hilarious <laughs> is that um, one of the ones you have on vinyl yeah i do have it on vinyl nice. yeah yeah so i think that's just funny i so i mean i enjoy it um i i do i would like a sequel I mean, personally i would like the sequel i liked it enough to the point where i want something more but yeah, let's hear your. I know I'm pretty sure you're not a huge fan of the franchise either way. No, I, mean, <laughs> I, I love slasher movies and stuff, but Chucky was never one that got my attention or anything. Yeah, it's just it just wasn't for me. I guess it's um, I'm just not into the doll thing. I don't really like any movies with dolls in them. I've seen so uh -huh. many of them, and they've just never really intrigued me in any way and it, i don't know i get yeah. i get like the cheese factor and they're supposed to be funny and they can't be and everything yeah yeah but it's just not my kind of movie especially for slasher movies i'm much more into the more weirder kind of uh, giallo-ish stuff yeah no i get you for sure um we're gonna go we'll be i'll be revisiting a couple of those later in the first week of october october but I did watch that one. I think it was The Cult of Chucky. Yeah. A long time ago. And I had a lot of people recommending it to me. And I watched it and I thought did it you was hate it? the worst thing oh. I've ever seen. See, like, like I get, I remember, I'm pretty sure I gave it three and a half or three. Um, there's like visually, it looks bad, really bad. Um, but it's horrible looking. Yeah. But there was like a bunch of like the kills and stuff that I loved. And like, like the multiple Chucky dolls was pretty funny. And I got a <laughs> kick out of it. Um, but yeah, I, I watched the original trilogy um, later in this week that I did for October. But I, um, I decided to go down a little bit of the rabbit hole with a little bit of found footage. I hadn't watched either of the VHS movies. So I watched the first VHS and VHS 2. Um, I'm so mad that I haven't seen these movies before because, one, there's some really fucked up shit in both of the movies. Oh, yeah. and, and I love the whole anthology, giving directors their own vision for each short. There's just a lot of really solid stuff between the first two movies. And a lot of people's favorite, and the second one is like that, um, that that Asian one where they go to like the cult um, compound, and it is fucking insanity. It is yeah, all cool out insanity. Have you seen any of the other ones other than the first two? Not yeah. I was planning to watch ninety four, which I've heard is pretty good, um, but I just never got around to it. Um, but viral, which is the third one, is I just heard it's pretty ass. Yeah. Yeah, but. 94 is my favorite. Okay. Yeah. And then 99 is also good. Okay. So you like 99 then? Yeah, I like 99, but 94 I think is uh Okay. Peak. Okay. Um I also like it too because like it and all the end credit scenes it gets like it goes like full on camp and it's just like makes fun of like the deaths in the movies. Like oh, yeah. the editing it's so good. Um then I watched the um record you know the the zombie movie um that the one that quarantine knocked off yes <laughs> yes the the one that had the infamous 
worse American remake. Um, <laughs> so I was like, a, like three movies where I was just like on a watch for found footage. And dude, this was awesome. Um, the blood and gore and everything, the found footage aspect of it was super, super effective. Um, like the world interactions between like the outside, like um, the SWAT teams and like the ambulances, like they're fucking quarantining the shit out of this apartment building. The interactions between them and the people inside, and just the insanity that just escalates throughout. And then on top of it, like the final like fifteen minutes where you get a lot of a little bit of a backstory about what's possibly going on and everything. I thought it was all really good. Found footage stuff is is always fun, especially if it's done right. Like record is one of those ones that's done right. Yeah. Um then I watched Wes Craven's New Nightmare for the first time. That's um, the best nightmare. <laughs> I, I I disagree, but I re- I did like it. Um that's my favorite at least. One of my I think there's points where I felt like it could kind of get trimmed down a little bit from scene to scene. Um and then I really wish that um Freddy was a lot more like like they don't go all like Craven doesn't go all out in terms of, like the like the kills or anything either which that kind of disappointed me is like there's some cool concepts behind the kills and stuff but i just really wish the movie pushed the envelope a little bit further um well the whole movie was critiquing that so i don't think he wanted to do i that. know i know but it's just like I, I i wanted it to be i wanted it to be so you're the problem jake you're who i'm the problem you're who he's I'm, critiquing. I might as well just stop that whole scene in that movie. So we might as well. Like we might as well. No, 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 no. So we're gonna do. We're gonna stop this podcast, and we're not doing it ever again. Because apparently, <laughs> okay, I'm the problem. Okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I mean, I liked it. I liked it a decent amount. It's definitely like I haven't seen like the nightmare sequels in a long time, but off the top of my head, I would feel like if it's easily, you know, the second best in my opinion. Um, yeah, the sequels are pretty garbage. I just like, you know, you get a lot of the, um, the meta Craven stuff and it's all awesome. Like all of the meta stuff, like them making like the Freddy Krueger, um, his like glove, then, you know, everything about that. And, um, when he's talking, when he visits, is being written. Yeah, as he's when, yeah. When she visits Wes and like that whole thing is just awesome. Um, then I got back into the Child's Play, the first three movies. I want to say this: I think the first Child's Play is like literally one of the best slashers ever made. I think it is so effective in its pacing. It's literally one of the. I literally do not bullshit anyone when I say this. It's one of the best fil- paced films i've seen um it's everything just feels right um chucky is you get you get very much get the beginning of like chucky so like he definitely has a little bit of like the trolley aspect to him and like the humor but it's not like full-blown so you get a nice um balance between just like killer and killer who messes with their victims uh child's play 2 i know a lot of people actually like child's play 2 
more than the first one. I would say with Child's Play 2, I still love it. Um, it's The kills are so extra in the best way possible, and the gore aspect and the blood aspect is just times 100. Um, and I just like the situation that Andy is put in throughout the film, and you get the whole ending sequence um, of the movie where they're at the the good guy factory and like the set pieces are immaculate. I loved, I loved it. Um, Child's Play three, you get easily. Um, it, it's so ambitious and it doesn't land on a lot of it. Like you, you follow Andy when he's older to a military camp, which I think is a pretty ambitious concept, and it falls totally in line with like. The concepts that like you know the 90s and 80s went with there's just weird concepts like why are we doing this yeah. um definitely pacing's not as good some really cringe characters and dialogue writing um but you know chucky's at like peak chucky in terms of like trolling his victims and like his dialogue is so witty and awesome um so yeah that is that's when I revisited the Child's Play trilogy. Um, if you had to pick a favorite between one and three, do you have one? Um, if you were to, if you were for, if long. you if you were to force to watch one again, which one would you watch? If I was forced to watch one again, I guess it'd probably be the original. Okay, just so I could watch it again. Uh huh. I don't, I've but, seen two or three in a long. But time. guess what? Spoiler: Addison's not gonna watch it. Even no, though. I'm probably not. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I re- watched Ram Stoker's Dracula for the first time after Francis this. For Coppola. Okay, so like this movie is insane. Like it's absolutely like. <sighs> It's a beautiful looking movie. That's for it's sure. literally one of the most alluring movies I've ever, ever seen in my life. Every single freaking um, skill is like you're just eyes glued to the screen. I think it does have its fair share of pacing problems. Um, it's but a I think slow at times. Yeah, and I think a little bit the meshing stuff between certain plot things don't entirely work. Um, Keanu Reeves is kind of weird in the movie. It doesn't it's it's it just doesn't entirely work. Um, you don't like his accent? <laughs> it's it's just weird. Um, but Coppola is like literally like cooking. He's cooking through this entire movie. The and intro to that movie is so amazing. cool. So cool. Um, then the werewolf stuff is really cool. I really like that. And this movie gets pretty fucking gnarly at points which that was really cool to see overall just something i was like i immediately had to buy the 4k for this movie i'm like i can't wait to rewatch this in 4k to see all of this shit like at the highest level of quality it looks amazing in 4k yeah um so anything else you would like to add about bram stoker's dracula well you know the like, you know that scene where the train is going over and it looks like yeah. the book is in the foreground? Yeah. And then you have, like, the um, 
the like the impaler stuff in the background yeah as well apparently like they built that all as like a set for the camera to pan over like that's not different still shots and stuff that yeah. are overlaid together like they like built a book and then built a tiny train to scale that's with the wild book to make it <laughs> that like, is wild like the, it's crazy how much stuff went into that movie and yeah i love I love that movie. I love Francis Ford Coppola, but it's a very gothic, like psychosexual film. Yeah, it's also insanely horny. Yeah, it's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, it's, that's insanely is kind of an understatement. It's, it's psychosexual all the time. Um, then I got to rewatch. Um, I got to show a couple of people scream for the first time. You know, the OG one. The OG scream. Um, peak cinema. Lily, one of the best times I've ever had. Still, one of the best times I've ever had with a horror movie. Something mm-hmm. I would definitely die to, um, no pun intended, to rewatch for the first time again. Um, everything West Craven is just cooking, just cooking. Performances are great. Um, concepts awesome. West Craven's a boss. He is. Um, so to so I have two more movies in the first week. Um. I really liked the new Hell's, Hellraiser, and I know you didn't. <laughs> so, Hell no. That movie's ass. I, I gave it a four, and I like it a good amount. I, I, like, um, I like the way the movie looks, and I like the kills from it. Um, and I think that um, the mystery is enticing enough, even though, like, I would say, like, the whole like story at hand isn't really that strong whatsoever. Um, then the whole like last hat, like 30 minutes of the movie, I think is really solid and I really like it. Then the whole like otherworldly part at the end where you see no spoilers, of course, but where you see someone else in another plane of existence was pretty awesome. So, I, and I know you I think the the design for all the um Cenobites was really cool where it's like literally they use their own skin and other skin as their um clothes. I thought that was awesome. But I know you very much do not agree. No. <laughs> I love the I love the first two Hellraisers, like Hellraiser one and then Hellbound are both really good but i think Uh hellbound is the best one but i just think this one it just didn't have anything new to say like we've already seen the other realm before yeah seen leviathan stuff Uh and i don't know i don't really want an explanation behind configurations and xenobites and also like you said like the storyline was just so just generic and bad yeah like we've already seen the attic like trauma tropes so much. Like just look at Evil Dead remake. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Like and, and then all the actors and stuff, they're just they all look like Outer Banks like teeny bopper fucking actors. Uh-huh. Yeah. It just it just didn't impress me. i if I'm gonna watch a Hellraiser movie, I want it to be grimy and like super depraved. And this was like neither nor it was super glossy and glamorous and like super just edgy clingy weird it, uh, it's nothing like i want from a hellraiser movie so that's why i didn't like it did you at least did you like the nerve trap i like some of the traps they were pretty cool like i like the one that was going through the dude's spine and everything like the yeah 
like the configuration that was through his body, like when that thing yeah, fell the bear out. Trap, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you saw it pull in and everything. That was cool. And I liked how she killed one of the Cenobites with the the targeting. That was an yes, I thought interesting that was, concept. Yeah, yeah. Like there was some interesting stuff in there, but overall I just it just didn't really do anything new to me or impress me. So like there is plenty of times where a movie, like the first movie out of something won't be that great and the second one will be pretty will improve a lot um obviously you're probably gonna watch a sequel to this if they make it i would at least assume like you know it's interesting enough possibly interesting enough to hope for that you know the sequel is actually a lot better yeah maybe i mean if they would just like i said ditch a lot of the production design that they're going for where it's all super glamorous and glossy and they uh-huh. go back to that grimy kind of grungy look then maybe i would be okay. on board with it okay for sure um then i rewatched scream 2 which i am a huge fan of i love the concepts behind it um i really like the kills um Ghostface is really good in this movie um and it has like Randy is like gets a lot more time to shine in this movie, and he's awesome. Even his death scene is literally one of the best moments in a Scream franchise. Um, yeah, I over I know a lot of people don't really like love it, but I got to see it for its anniversary in theaters. Um, and I I just yeah, I just have a really good time with it. I know a lot of people aren't huge fans of it, but you know, and also the opening is fucking cool as hell um it does have a good opening yeah so i mean have any opinions on the second one i like all screen movies Uh i just um and i think i like the second one more than the new one now because i think the newest one on rewatch is not really as fun to rewatch as all the other ones are but i think the second one kind of falls into the west craven meta trap where he's trying so hard to make it yeah that that routine run-of-the-mill sequel where it just makes everything louder more intense more graphic that it just becomes the useless sequel as it's trying uh-huh. to commentate on the useless sequel. yeah so so i mean the issue with it, it's still a fun screen movie and i'll never say it's bad it's just uh-huh. probably one of my least favorites out of all of them for sure um so Take us through your first week of October and your movie-watching experience. My first week was boring. I didn't really watch any horror movies my first week. The only one I saw was Jaws in my first week. Okay. Did you see it in theaters, or is it just, like, at home? No, I just watched it at home. I just just okay. moved to watch Jaws because it's so, it's Peak so cinema. well-made. Peak yeah, cinema. It's, it's one of Spielberg's best. If like, not, his best can if talking to certain people yeah my yeah. favorite by spielberg is war of the worlds but yes i think jaws is probably second best after that uh for sure and yeah. then of course hellraiser so okay Whatever. yeah so- yeah we talked about that um so i guess i'll move on to you know i just continue with your second week since you didn't really have anything with the first one uh, second week I watched Roman Polanski's The Ninth Gate, uh-huh. nineteen ninety nine with Johnny Depp. Okay, it's basically like a European trash version of Eyes Wide Shut. Really? Okay, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, one of the best reviews for that movie is Stanley Kubrick in 1999 saying, oh my God, the rich and the wealthy have sex cults. And then says Roman Polanski, yeah, it fucking owns. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a really good movie, but there's some good stuff in it. Uh-huh. I gave it like two and a half stars, but it's it was a fun little watch. Yeah. And I rewatched the Evil Dead remake. Yep. Because I, I love that movie. Very good movie. Literally one of the goriest and bloodiest uh, mainstream horror movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's one of the best like gorehound films. Yep. And the the ending is one of my favorites. Like I love it when the creature comes out of the with the rain of blood and everything comes out of the ground. Then the chainsaw to the face. Oh yeah. Yeah, and she pulls her hand from under the jeep. Yep. Like, all good stuff. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I would say like with the Evil Dead remake, there's like actual points where it's like, you know, when you see something extremely painful where you can just it really irks you. Um the point in the movie where she like the possessed um version of her is like cut her tongue on the knife dude <laughs> yeah, that, oh god dude that fucking got me and then the, there's a point where like she's in the walls and the machete comes through and the machete slowly slices her, um, her leg leg back out and it, it's like it, it's so effective and getting you just to, like oh my god that's fucking nasty yeah, and, yeah then um also you know the fucking um the needle the perf- in the eye needle in the eye is good um but like when she gets her hand from under the jeep like her performance in that scene like literally just solidifies like how fucking terrifying and gruesome that is and it yeah the so there's oh, yeah. It, it gets like what you want from an Evil Dead movie to like disgust you and like kind of get you on like to, I don't know just to feel the pain behind the movie. It's exactly what you want. It, I agree. I think it's probably my favorite horror remake. Uh-huh. And I just I don't know. I just love it because I think it does everything right with the Evil Dead movies, and it still kind of keeps intact the vibe of like the original ones without mm-hmm. tarnishing anything. Yeah. I love that. Then even the post credit scene where you get Bruce Campbell saying groovy. That was great. I yeah. love that. Everyone loves Bruce Campbell. Yep. So I, just in case if you didn't realize or whatever, we'll be talk about your movies up till the 17th of October. Okay. Sounds good. The After Evil Dead, I watched this Neo Giallo film called The Last Matinee. Uh-huh. And it was super impressive. Probably okay. one of my favorite modern Giallo films to come out recently. But it's essentially about this group of kids that go to see a late night movie at like an old Rialto rundown uh-huh. theater. And this dude goes in there and locks down the theater without them knowing and then starts killing them in the audience one by one. Hell yeah. So midnight movie, but better. Yes. Midnight movie. <laughs> fucking garbage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, this is an Italian, like, actually well made movie version uh, of Midnight Movie. Gotcha. When did that come out? 2020. Okay. Okay. I didn't, I think I've heard of the name, but I just didn't really ever know anything really about it. So I definitely will have to check it out. It's on Shudder. You should watch it. I think you yeah. really like it. Hell yeah. 
And then, of course, I watched Halloween Ends, and at first I did not like it, but then Don't I rewatched it. Don't tell me you I like, like it now. No, no, stop, stop. Halloween what Ends is, is going a banger. On? No, it's it not. passes the vibe check. No, it, it doesn't. No, it, sure it doesn't. Does. There's no vibe check passed in that movie. Oh, it passes it. It doesn't. What? It does. Dude, the scene, the home invasion scene with Corey and Michael with Carpenter's score that he made for that scene. Yes, I that agree. That's alone, good. No, that yeah. alone. So gets a, you're talking about pass. the doctor one, right? We, yeah, when he killed her. Yes, little, that was literally, literally the best scene in the entire movie. I yeah, loved it. That scene alone lets it pass the vibe check. But then there's other good stuff in there, too. But yeah, I think on rewatch, it's a lot better. At first, I was being way too harsh on it because of how bad halloween kills rubbed me the wrong way because it's that movie is absolutely garbage but Uh then this one i gave it a rewatch and i was just like i really like what he's going for here and i like the big swing he's taking and i like how he's going for that much more nuanced aspect of Uh the halloween series rather than just focusing on the actual slashing moments because i don't know i think the first halloween has a perfect balance of that where it has the dark nuance of what evil is and uh-huh. Michael Myers. Yeah. And then, you know, as the series goes on, they kind of detract from that, but then kind of go back to it, but they can never find the balance. And I think Halloween ends is the first one we've had in a while where it finds a nice little balance between having that nuanced entity of evil kind of thing, but then also still have the Michael Myers going on at the same time. Okay. So I will say, um, like I am very much not a fan of this movie. Um, there is points where I do like I love the home invasion thing. I think that's phenomenal. I think the concept of you know Michael being so like so decrepit from like the end of Halloween Kills and him getting older and just like honestly just like retreating to the sewers and just picking off people. I really like that. Then uh, it's such a good idea. So yeah, ambitious. I, I really like that. I know a lot of people don't, but I really like that. Um, and I liked a lot of the kills in like the last act of the movie. Um, but I think um, David Gordon Green is a very bad director, and the writing room that they had for these movies was atrocious. Um, I. It, I would feel like it would have just been so much better if they would have. You can stick with like the four years later thing after Halloween Kills. I just and you can stick with the whole um, sewer thing. I'm just like thinking about what I could have changed, and obviously, you know, I'm not a filmmaker, so like nothing's gonna change, nothing's <laughs> gonna happen, but um thinking to myself i was like damn what if it was like literally four years after you just like like people start going missing around like certain areas and certain where sewers are like sewer systems are then you find out that michael's down there and you just kind of go from there and how everything just goes from there i feel like that would probably would have been a little bit more enticing to me and i would have liked it a little bit more but I don't realizing now I don't trust anything that David Gordon Green in that writer's room ever would have done, to be honest. Well see, that's like they kind of do that in the movie because you see missing poster signs all along yeah. the Halloween ends. Yeah. But 
I'm the way you feel about this movie is how I feel about the 2018 one and uh-huh. kills, kills because yeah. Halloween 2018 is so basic and run the mill. It does absolutely nothing new. And yeah. then kills is so fucking bad that it just <laughs> it makes me feel terrible just knowing that it's it exists. But for some reason, I don't know what it is. I just kept thinking about Halloween ends and I was like, I need to just go rewatch this because I'm about to piss myself off. Uh-huh. I keep thinking about this movie and then i rewatched it and i was like i really appreciate what he's going for here i don't think david gordon green is the best director in the world and that that's one of my biggest problems with him is that he spoon feeds the audience like oh, yeah, big time. There. like with halloween kills like evil dies tonight yeah we heard it <laughs> 50 fucking times dude we know what the message is we know what you're saying and then in halloween <laughs> we know ends, what the message is <laughs> And then Halloween ends, he did the same thing, except for yep. he did it with the word infection. And it's like, come on, dude. We don't need you to sit here and tell us every five seconds through a character monologue of what's happening in your movie. It's yeah. a visual medium. Yeah. So that's why there's certain scenes in there, though, that just really caught my eye visual-wise. And I think they're done masterfully. Like the home invasion scene when, like, Corey puts his hand on the window as he's watching Michael stab the person through the wall and everything well also when she like sees Corey killing the doctor oh fucking loved that yeah with the with the cork yeah Yeah. with the cork screw i mean yeah i mean i just i have no faith whatsoever in david gordon green's exorcist i really don't i oh dude i was so pissed when i saw that because william freaking the guy who made the original is yep. an amazing director. He is. And then to go from that to David Gordon Green making the extras, it's like, dude, you better step yourself in the game. Up. Yeah. <laughs> because you have a lot of shoes to fill, but the original Exorcist does not spoon feed the audience whatsoever. Everything is driven through imagery, like disturbing imagery sporadically throughout the movie. Nothing is fucking spoon fed to you behind any of the horror and like we said we know what Dor- david gordon green is yeah. yeah it's just i'm not excited for it whatsoever um so in, in my last film before the 17th was another neo giallo film okay and it was actually it's actually technically a short film but it's it came out in 2022 it's called the five of the dog uh okay by charlie compton and justin landsman it's a really good neo giallo film and it's like very gothic and it's very moody, very artsy and it has a lot of good ideas going for it. Like I think this is the first movie these guys have made. Uh-huh. And it's a short film, but it is very impressive, very well done. And for DIY filmmaking and everything, it's super good. Uh-huh. One Hell yeah. Worked out really well. And uh, the last one for the 17th was the remake of Castle Freak. The original cast of Freak was made by Stuart Gordon, who made like Reanimator, The okay. Beyond, and everything. Or From Beyond, I mean. The Beyond was full. Full C, yeah. Yeah. But the remake of Castle Freak, fucking dog shit. And they're trying to do this weird Marvel MCU thing now. No. With don't these say movies. That. Yeah, Castle Freak, dude, this movie has a post credit scene. They changed Castle Freak up and made it Lovecraftian for some reason. And then they merged the Lovecraftian storyline into the ending with the Necronomicon. And then it's the end of this Castle Freak movie in the post credit scene is the dude trying to give the Necronomicon to a university. And guess who walks in? Fucking 
Dr. West from Reanimator, and they're trying to create a whole Lovecraftian MCU universe out of these garbage-ass remakes. See, I don't so know. Bad, I don't know anything about the Castle Freak movies, but you saying that they're going a horror, you know, property is going in that direction, just infuriates me. It's depressing. It's so depressing, <laughs> especially with Lovecraft stuff, because you know how I am about Lovecraft. Yeah, and that's the last thing I want is the first Lovecraft films to get attention to be like the fucking MCU. Like come exactly, on, yeah. But that's it for the seventh. Was okay. Maybe the seventeenth. All right. Um. So, first day of this the week that we're talking about, I rewatched the newest Candyman. Um, I was really okay. high. I was really high, really high on it <laughs> when I um when it first came out, and I'm still pretty high on it. I think I think it's pretty good. Um, a little bit of the pacing stuff really did bother me on the second rewatch. Um, I bumped it down from a four and a half to a four. I still really like it. It's just some of the pacing stuff like stood out too much um, upon rewatch. But otherwise, dude, I think it is such a good remake. Well, not remake. It's a reboot. Um, and the kills. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, the the concept of what Candyman means and applying it to um, like racial injustice and stuff works so well. Um, there's just a lot of great ideas, and I think most of them literally hit. There's not yeah. a lot that they fall on. Um, and Yaha Abdul Mateen, he's awesome. Then he is a great actor. Yeah, so I really like it. Um, like I said, just not as huge on it as the first time, but not to the point where it's like, damn movie, damn man, that movie fucking sucked. No, I still really like it. It's just you know, it stood out it's to me. Good. Yeah, it dropped for me on rewatch too, but it's still one that I like to appreciate just because I know Jordan Peele, what he was going for with that movie when he helped to write it. He yeah, talked about it in that horror noir documentary how he wanted to reclaim Candyman essentially because he said the original was pretty problematic uh-huh. in the way that it was going about the white savior trope and how yeah. Candyman was killing people but it was in the ghetto that he was killing people why wouldn't he be killing people outside of the ghetto like yeah. how would he be killing his own people kind of thing Yeah. so there was a lot of like problematic stuff with it is what Peel said but he still liked the movie so he essentially said with this one he kind of wanted to change yeah. the narrative of it a little bit so I can understand the direction they took it yeah um then i watched a field in england um holy disappointing was this movie i think this movie is fucking bad um <laughs> that's a ben wheatley one isn't it? yeah i don't so first off i legitimately thought you know people and like genre tags built this up to be a horror movie and honestly, there's not even a lot of horror in it. It's more suspense than it's more horror. psychedelic than yeah. Anything. And I think it it doesn't pace itself well. I'm so uninterested in any most of the characters. Um, it feels pretentious. It feels pretentious at points. Um, and I don't get down with 
any anything pretty much throughout. I do really like <laughs> the cinematography. Cinematography is awesome. There's a shot with a spider web that's like, damn, holy shit, that shot is fucking amazing. Yeah, but, some good shots in there. But overall, very disappointed in that. Um, we talked about Halloween ends. Um, I watched. I've only seen a couple parts of it, so I fully watched Event, Event Horizon for the first time. Oh, that's holy a good banger! Yep, it is so good. <laughs> um, set design is immaculate um performances are really good it is a it is a 2000s movie so you get a lot of the 2000-esque stuff well no it's a 97 fuck yeah it's very but it feels it feels early 2000 late 90s that's how i would say it um and all that space war and everything was really popping yeah um sam um neil is awesome in it um and dude, the fucking gore and cosmic um, horror in this movie is so good. Um, the whole um, black hole um, contraption is really cool. Um, yeah. Overall, I think it's really, I think it's really good. I there's, I do have some little bit of issues with it, but overall, really good. I'm so glad I watched it. Finally. I love that movie. Yeah. I legit love that movie. And there's so many, all the issues with that movie is just because the studio hacked you, it up. Literally, yeah. They hacked the shit out of it. But even the spaceship, though, like you said, the production design, they actually designed that whole spaceship off of like classic old yeah. Gothic cathedrals and yeah. then built the ship like in that design. So it looks just amazing. Yeah. And then um, on top of it, you, it's literally like, hellraiser in space almost like it's yeah a little bit a little bit so i mean that's yeah really liked it um then i watched um full seas beyond um i think i liked it i didn't love it but i think this is one of those movies where i'm gonna like it a lot more on rewatch um i was very much the same way with it when i watched it i wasn't really i would say in the mood to watch a movie, I kind of forced myself to watch a movie. I felt like I kind of backed myself into a corner with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did like it. I think the mood that the movie sets, like it gets like the South, like the swamp South of America. So down pat, like the atmosphere is amazing. And the kills are fucking awesome too. The whole spider sequence mm-hmm. is like, it's crazy because, you know, most of those like spider scenes that you see in movies, like they just cover their face and you assume what's happening. But yeah. in this movie, you see everything. Oh, and yeah. it is, it's awesome. And then, like, just the whole, um, the ending of the movie and the whole, like, them wandering throughout, like, the building and having to kill all those things was awesome. Yeah, and I felt I found myself thinking about it a lot more after the days after. And I just know I think it's easily going to go up upon rewatch because I felt like I kind of you know didn't do it any justice on yeah. my own end. I can see that. Um, so that and it has like one of the best movie posters of all time, in my opinion. It does have a good one. Very good. Um, 
But like I've always said, I believe in Lucio Fulci's supremacy. So he's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Zombie um, flesh eaters. Yes, sir. Um, so that is the second week of October for me. Um, so now if you want to talk about um, the 17th through the 23rd. Bet. So I started off with this really shitty found footage movie called Deadstream. And it, it was supposed to be like a dude basically with a GoPro that goes to a haunted house for a live stream. And he's live streaming to audiences. Uh-huh. Just, it just ended up good. And the lead was super annoying. He was just one of those people that's kind of unbearable to watch and listen to. So it ruined yeah. the whole movie. Because you yeah. had to listen to him for like 80 minutes. And then a uh, neo-noir film called Angel Heart. That's also a horror movie. It stars Mickey Rourke before his plastic surgery debacle. <laughs> he actually looks okay. like a normal person. And you got Robert De Niro playing the devil. So that, it's really interesting. Okay. It's actually good. I mean, it's good. It's it's also weird, like, satanic horror kind of stuff. Okay, okay. And then I saw a movie that came out in 2021 that I got from Arrow Video. And oh this boy. is the last time I'm ever blind buying from Arrow Video again because of this movie. It's called Two Witches, and it's fucking dog shit. <laughs> yeah, I've almost... I can tell from even not even buying Arrow stuff. I can tell blind buying through Arrow is a lot more risky than blind buying through Criterion. Yes, but I mean, Arrow has so many bangers. Like, I got Blood and Black Lace through them, and yep. you know, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this movie is not on any streaming services, and it went through film festivals, and uh-huh. Arrow immediately picked it up. Yeah. Like, okay, that sounds interesting. I'm going to buy it, and I'm going to watch it. And so as soon as it came in, I watched it with my girlfriend, and then we both just looked at each other after it ended and was like, this is one of the worst <laughs> movies I've ever fucking seen. Wow. How did this get distribu- like distribution? It makes yeah. no sense. Yeah. And then, of course, I watched VHS 99, which is a good one. Uh huh. Not as good as 94. And that was it for that week. Okay. Um, so, I for the third week of October, um, I watched the first Terrifier for the first time. Um, so I'm not a fan of those movies. <laughs> I'm... I'm that was the one thing I was kind of mad at you for, for not liking Terrifier 2, but we'll get to that. Um, uh. <laughs> um, so the first Terrifier, um, it looks completely like a student film, so it's kind of a little bit hard to get into at some times um, because it looks so minimal budget to the point where it does look like a student film. Um because like you know when you watch a student film or whatever you're in the mindset you get you give stuff the benefit of doubt but you're when i'm going to watch terrifier i'm not giving it the benefit of the doubt you know what i'm saying it's just like so it visually doesn't look very good um i will say um the performance from uh David Howard Thornton as Art the Clown is really good. There's a lot of good ideas. Well, I wouldn't say a lot of good. It's some good ideas spread out here and there for this movie, and it has one of the, like, the best kill sequences I've seen. Um, Are you talking it, about the buzzsaw scene? Where she's hanging upside down? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Awesome stuff. 
What you is it disgusting or is it like you just like no, that's actually not good to kill. No, it's not disgusting. Like I, I enjoy gore. Like you know, Evil Dead and shit. Like I yeah. watch gore movies. It's just I'm not a fan of watching gore like that, where the director, like, makes it excessive on purpose and uh, it makes it too excessive to where like any other director would probably cut after three seconds or something they would show this they would show that but no like damien leone has to show you (laughs) every bit of it and you have to sit through the whole thing and hear all the screaming and it's basically just like torture porn to me at that point i'm just like i'm not getting any enjoyment out of this Uh like evil dead i think it's so outlandish and with the camera tricks the way it's filmed everything that it you can just have fun with it because you know Uh it's ridiculous and it's meant to be terrifier damien leone films it like you're watching this clown legitimately cut someone in half. And I'm like, dude, I'm not getting any enjoyment out of this. <laughs> um, I mean, I got a little bit of enjoyment out of it. So, yeah, I guess we're a little bit. But overall, I mean, not a huge fan of that one. Um, I gave it a two and a half, and I like I like some of the ideas, and I like some of the kills. Um, then after that, I did a double feature with my buddy, watched The Shining, Peak Cinema, Kubrick's Classic. amazing. Um, and rewatch Doctor Sleep, also Peak Classic. Cinema. Yeah, Just Ian McGregor's fucking phenomenal. Um, he truly is. He kills that. Baby. He is. And Mike Flanagan is such a good director. Um, He's amazing. The dialogue in this movie is really solid. Just a lot of just pretty much great from moments beginning to moments end. Um, I watched this movie called The Beast Within, which, um, I read the, the, um, synopsis for it. I'm like, yeah, sign me up (laughs) where, um, a young woman gets raped by a mysterious man creature and years later her son becomes that begins a horrific transformation into the same similar beast. Um, I've never seen that. Some good stuff here and there, but pretty much really trash. Um, yeah. Is like the, exploitation, like sleaze n- trash all the way? No, no. Um, it's just not good trash. Oh. Um, <laughs> so it's like for like literally every good moment, there's like three bad moments, that type of thing. There's some yeah, really you. good consensual stuff. Um, there's like a couple good kills. But overall, just not a good movie. Um, rewatched It Follows, one of my favorite horror movies um, that I got introduced to when it released in high school. And I still really like it. Um, do you like It Follows? Or I, can't I do. Remember. I like the guy. I like David Robert Mitchell as a director, too. Like Under the Silver Lake is one of my faves. Uh-huh. So he's very talented behind the camera. And so I enjoy It Follows just for the technical aspects. Yeah, I mean, it's like... It follows is like really good John Carpenter worship. It feels uh, that way. Yeah. So I really like it for that. And I think the concept behind an STD phantom that just follows you and like plans to kill you is awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. wildly creative. Yeah. Um, then I rewatched um you haven't seen Dog Soldiers, right? I have. You have? Did it's you, a fun movie. You like it? Or? Yeah, I liked it. It's a fun movie. It's really fun. It's my second favorite werewolf movie of all time. 
Um, I After an American Werewolf in London. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, dude, it's like, if you don't have it, most likely at number one, what are you even talking about? Um, so, yeah, I, I love Dog Soldiers. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I ha- it, it's, it's incredibly hard to not have for me to not have fun with this movie the performances are so charismatic everyone's giving their all the blood and gore in this movie is fucking fantastic um concepts behind it yes super super great and the way that it progresses throughout the film is awesome has Um, a great climax to it yes um and i think literally the the werewolf design is my favorite of all time. I think it is when you look at it nowadays, we're like, you know, that's pretty, you feel like it's almost kind of standard, but yeah, I feel like it's so effective the way just, it looks, it's like literally just like a really um, dark body. And then it has like the head of a really um, ravaged wolf like a bloodthirsty wolf, and I, I really love it. I think costume design is great. Um, Neil Marshall, um, his direction is phenomenal, um, and I really like the ending. I, I like how um, literally you get like the newspaper clip that says, like, man claims that his whole unit was killed by werewolves <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, then it's you get so fun. Then you get like some of the photographs too that were taken throughout the movie in the credits. The score is really good too. Um, overall, it's one of my favorite movies of all time, and I always have a blast rewatching it. And I got to show it to a buddy who had who was also big in the world of movies who hadn't seen it for the first time. He liked it. I don't think he loved it by any means, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. So as long as he liked it, right? <laughs> yeah, as long as he liked it. Um, like, I don't know what I would have done if he didn't like it. Like, I would have <laughs> just probably just not talked to him and just left. So, <laughs> um, there you go. shout out to Luca. Um, so now just go 24th through the 31st for you. Bet 24th, I watched two slasher films, okay. they're both kind of obscure. I watched The Prowler, which is a fun slasher movie about a World War II yeah. vet that comes home basically and just goes crazy from there about him killing young kids. Uh-huh. And it's fun. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's amazing or anything. It has. A I'm really excited. To, I'm really excited to see it because I know a lot of people like it. Yeah, I mean, it has a huge cult following, and that's why I watched it just so I could see what all the hype was about. Uh-huh. The the kills in it are very giallo-esque they're very okay, gory that's a, okay i like the sound so of that yeah it's fun i think it's i just think the direction and stuff is a little stagnant it's not very okay. it doesn't have a lot of personality to it but i think that could just be budgetary constraints oh uh-huh. but it, it's good i definitely think you will like it it's a fun little slasher hell yeah and i watched the second one i watched was from 1989 called grave robbers and it's actually a mexican slasher movie um and I wanted to watch it just because it was obscure and I've never yeah. seen a, Me- a Mexican slasher movie. So I was interested. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was pretty cool. It's like Evil Dead mixed with like a universal creature feature. Okay. Put into a slasher film. These kids Interesting. are like, these kids are like grave robbing, essentially yeah. all these graves and they find a grave of 
uh, excommunicated like priest that went into the Satan cult okay. and tried to sacrifice somebody, and they end up like taking some jewelry out of his tomb and everything, and then it ends up awakening him, and he has this weird battle axe and stuff, and he starts going after all the people. Interesting. Yeah, I, it's another one that I think you would like a lot. Just okay. Cause it does have a lot of references to Evil Dead and like old Universal monster pictures. Oh. Uh. But it's a slasher film, and so yeah. it's it's really fun. And then, of course, I watched Dario Gento's opera after that. Which I haven't seen that yet. Uh, you are missing out, because I think after The Bird with the Crystal Plumage, this uh, is probably his best after that. Okay, okay. opera is very impressive. Probably some of his best use of music in any movie ever, and definitely some of the craziest kill set pieces. Oh, yeah. And I rewatched Barbarian, because... It was Halloween, and it, they put it on HBO. Banger! Yeah, you gotta rewatch Barbarian. That's a good movie. It's so good. Which Barbarian is basically just a giant homage to Castle Freak, which is hilarious. Okay, so interesting. Um, the original Castle Freak, not the yeah, not the remake. new one, not the new one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I will say this because, like, you know, it's you know, there's points where it's like, dude, like this does like crossover into like disturbing cinema at points. Um, the movie is brutal as hell. Um, and the, I think they just do the director and just like everything, the production and stuff does a phenomenal job with the concept at hand and the direction they went in terms of the movie. And obviously, you know, a lot of people probably still haven't seen it, so no spoilers, but you get... Um, you get the first half of the movie and you think you kind of know where things are going. Then you get a surprising reveal and then it goes in completely somewhere different. Yeah. And it builds back up to what has already been set up. And I think it's, dude, it's so brilliant, dude. I'm so Wildly gl- creative. It's again. so good. It's so yes. good. And I'm so glad that this movie is getting so much love now. Um, I'm so glad that I saw it in theaters too, because if I didn't see it in theaters, I definitely would have kicked myself and asked for it. Yeah. We saw Um, it in theaters too. And it was one of the funnest times I've ever had in a movie theater. I completely agree. Um, It was only, it was literally only the second time in my life where I audibly said something out loud. <laughs> so there was a point in the movie where I said literally out loud, I said, Oh motherfucker. That literally <laughs> that, I, that's the only second time that I've done that. And I thought, yeah, it's it's a great time. I think it's like one of those things where I like, feel like it can you can get a lot of people who have different tastes in movies actually like it. Yeah, I think so. I mean it's such a it's such a ode to like B movies and it's so much fun. Yeah. I think you. I think you could have a multitude of people with varying different movie opinions all enjoy it. For sure, for sure. What? Where am I going to? What? Where am I stopping? You're fin. You're going through the rest of the month. Oh, now. okay, cool, 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 cool. So I watched another fun slasher film called Intruder, and Sam Raimi was actually in this movie. Okay. As a, as a young boy. As a young boy. As <laughs> yeah. a young lad. It was also from 1989, and it's basically 
about these kids who are closing down a supermarket and it's the last night that they're going to work there because they sold okay. the business. And then there's an intruder in the supermarket and starts killing all the employees as they're closing Ooh, down shop. It sounds good. It I was like fun. It. Okay. It was very fun. A lot of cheeky, you know, 80s cheese and a lot of humor in it. But it's a it's a fun little slasher movie. I'm glad I watched it. Hell very yeah. DIY filmmaking. Then I watched a giallo film called A Blade in the Dark from 1983. Was it good? Was it good? Was it good? No. No! <laughs> Damn it. It's it's not good. And it's, it disappoints me that it's not good because it's Lamberto Bava. Yeah. It's like, dude, you are the son of Mario Bava and you can't make a good movie. Why can't you make a good movie? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, you are from royalty. You have it in your blood. In yeah. the life of you, you just cannot direct like your father. Fuck, man. That's so disappointing because, like, you know, one, the title of the movie is awesome. Two, the poster's great. Yeah. And three, just hearing about the movie gets me really excited. And But I know from you now and others that's just not that great. Dude, it has a lot of good stuff in it, and the production design, atmosphere, and stuff is good. But just the story, it just fucking drags so much. The pacing is uh-huh. off. And then he also spoon feeds the audience, except for he does it in the worst way possible, where he makes you sit through the whole movie. And then in the last scene, he explains the whole no. movie to you. And it's like, dude, you did not just sit there and make me sit through this whole movie no. just for you to tell me what it all meant in the last fucking scene and then cut to credits. Fuck <laughs> I that. hate that shit so much. It's so stupid. It's such a stupid cop-out, too. Yes, it it's is. So and that, that's what pisses me off. Because his, his father, Mario Baba, never did anything like yep. that in his movies. So I don't get where that came from. And yeah. then I watched um I rewatched Manhunter by Michael Mann, which I absolutely love this movie. I think it's one of the best serial killer films ever made. And I just enjoy it so much. And it's like I don't know. It's definitely the best Hannibal Lecter movie I've ever seen too. So I saw that movie um when I was really young. Um like probably like twelve, thirteen. Um and it was definitely not at a point where I appreciated movies yet. Um, yeah. So I don't I don't remember it fondly, but I just guarantee just from what I've heard of it and stuff like that, I guarantee when I revisit it, I think I'm just going to love it because I've heard so many great things. And it's like, you know, I've heard so many great things, but I've seen it, but I just don't remember liking it and i just know that it was just because literally i just didn't appreciate yeah movies then yeah. you remember when i told you to rewatch seven and i was like dude i promise you when you rewatch this you're gonna think it's perfect yeah yeah it's that's little, what i'm that's how i feel about manhunter now if you rewatch manhunter i promise you you'll think it's yeah perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's astounding how good this movie is and how ahead of its time it was because uh-huh. Literally almost everything serial killer wise now it's coming out, including even Mindhunter from David Fincher. Like it's all just stealing from this movie. Okay. It's dead ass is stealing from this movie. Hell yeah. Um is it isn't it a prequel almost to Silence of the Lambs? It's based on Red Dragon, which was the third one in the movies that came out. Like, okay. you know, there were Silence of the Lambs, then Hannibal, then Red yep. Dragon. Yeah. Which the the modern Red Dragon with Edward Norton in it is 
horrible. Yeah, yeah. So That's this is heard, like, yeah. yeah, this is like a basically a one-off, its own thing, but it's based on the Red Dragon novel. Uh, so it has Hannibal Lecter in it, but it's about the Red Dragon killer also. Yeah. So it's it's just interesting. I don't really know where it would fit chronologically, but it's kind of just its own isolated incident yeah because so like when i remember when i watched it for the first time it was after i watched silence of the lambs and i love silence of the lambs when i first saw it but i was pretty disappointed that hannibal lecter wasn't like you know the main person and that's like kind of the thing now is like that would never i would never judge a movie by that fact alone you know Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah, I just know when I do revisit it, I feel like I'm gonna have a good ass time with it. And you know, serial killer is awesome. A good yeah. serial killer movie is hard to beat. Yeah, there are hard ones to find too. Because I'm so yeah. picky about serial killer movies, but I think Manhunter is definitely here. And of course, the moment you've been waiting for, I watched Terrifier two, and this movie's fucking garbage. One and a half You're stars. so wrong. You're so it's wrong. Terrible, You're so Jake. wrong, bro. It's terrible. You're so wrong. You're so this wrong. This dude made me sit through over two hours <laughs> so he can spoon feed me about how killers are more memorized and recognized, and how victims like of traumas and incidents like this don't get any recognition or never remembered. And then he makes me sit there and watch his star of his movie just massacre people in the most gruesome ways while he's trying to have deep commentary about how killers are memorized. It is the most counterproductive film I've ever seen in my life. And I will never agree with you. The most counterproductive. Oh my God. I see. I love the passion of how much you hate it. Dude, it's just so, the messaging is so conflicting, but I appreciate some of, I appreciate the ambition he had to uh-huh. go from like an eighty-minute movie to a over two-hour long, like two hours and eight. It's one of the film. longest slashers <laughs> of all time. Yeah, it's ridiculous that he did that, and I appreciate trying to have dream sequences, trying to have like mythology, and trying to have fatalism. All that was that's interesting stuff, but it's just like he couldn't just rein it all in and just focus uh-huh. it without being so conflicting on what he was trying to say. Yeah. That's really my only issue with it. Okay. My only issue with it, for the reasons that it ruins the movie, right? Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, what you're trying to say with the movie is the whole reason for me to watch it. And if you can't yeah. even get what you're trying to say right, then I'm not going to like it. <laughs> no, I get you. I get you. Um, I mean, this movie opens up in the heat of things. I, it, Dude, it blows my mind that this... Obviously... It's still a little bit, it looks low budget, but it over, it doesn't look nearly as bad as the first one did. Um, Dude, I think the kills are so awesome. And I love how extreme everything is. It's just like, it's literally, I'm just having a blast, like literally throughout the movie. And I think literally all. the way I view like some slashers is that as long as some of the actors and their performances and the story of those characters are serviceable enough and everything else is good, I will like it. And this is very much what the case is with Terrifier 2. A lot of the actor, like I think the, the main girl in the movie, I 
I think her character is good, and I think her performance is good. Um, and I think David Howard Thornton is fucking amazing in this movie. Um, He's good as art, the clown. Yeah, and so I think everyone else is serviceable enough where I, I, I don't feel like I'm dying inside every single time I see a supporting character come to the screen. Um, <laughs> and the kills, I love the kills. I mean, they're so fucking over the top. And they're insanely obscene. I love it all. I'm just having a blast. It's like literally like almost kind of like a dream come true for literally I get to see this insane ass movie on the big screen. Um, Yeah, it's and I do. So you get a thing, you get some aspects in the final act of the movie where it feels like some of the concepts are very um very 80s and 90s where you could see like ideas like those being done back then mm-hmm. but done now I think it's actually done well and it's actually pays homage in a good way other than you know something nowadays paying homage to that stuff and not doing it well overall I mean I really liked it and I'm excited for more yeah, I will not be watching Terrifier 3. Yes, you will. No, I won't. Yes, you will. I guarantee you're going to watch it. I'm not going to Yes, it. you are. Yes, you I've are. I've given them three chances. I watched all Hallow's Eve, and I've watched Terrifier, and now I've watched <laughs> Terrifier 2. And with all three of those films, he's taken over four hours of my life away, and I don't like any of them, so I will not be watching Terrifier 3. But I feel like you're going to get to the point where, like, I probably got to have to watch this movie. And... Right? Like, I feel like you are. I feel like you're going to get to the point where you're going to... If you make us do a podcast episode on it, that'll probably be the only way I watch it. Bet. (laughs) There you go. Now you have your excuse. It matches the disturbing cinema checklist. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, technically, yeah, we probably could have done a whole episode alone on this movie. Um, But, obviously, we're just talking about now, in the entirety of October. Um... And I'm on my last day now, 31st. Okay. And I watched three films on the 31st. Okay. I watched Pearl first. Yeah. Because I've been meaning to get around to watch this because I saw X. And I was not really looking forward to Pearl just because I don't like any franchise building kind of stuff. But uh-huh. I appreciated it after I watched it. I thought it dragged a little bit. I thought it was a little slow in spots. Yeah. But then fucking Mia Goth comes out of nowhere and gives an Oscar-worthy monologue. Literally Oscar-worthy. It's the like sister of her husband. And yeah, like I was just awestruck the whole time. I was like, world, <laughs> does this monologue come out of this fucking movie? And not only that, dude, the ending and her performance in the end scene is yeah. unbelievable. Absolutely. Yeah, the whole credits yeah. just roll as she just keeps smiling and it slowly becomes like a breakdown cry and everything. It's genius. Yeah. Like I like all that. And then the suspense after her monologue was like some of the best suspense Ty West has ever directed. Oh yeah. Because the sister's just trying to leave the house. And yep. then you just kept keep seeing Pearl like going like, Are do you not like me anymore? What's yeah. wrong? Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck is about to happen here? Yeah. <laughs> And it's a you get the fucking real good um dismemberment scene. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um I Pearl I was 
I like it was good. I can tell I like Pearl more than you. It is very much a slow burn. It is very much a different than X, where X is pretty much like it's pretty much just like a straight slasher. Um, and this one's very much just like a slow burn on the origin of a person becoming a serial killer almost. Um, and like everything that built up to that. Um, I really do. I like the that, that monologue and that ending is just completely un fantastic. It's, peak cinema it's peak yeah. cinema and her and, breakdown on the stage after oh yeah she doesn't get the yeah. tryout like yeah. that was also oscar yeah. worthy performance too like that's the crazy thing too is like you know you you're not going into x or pearl expecting that then all of a sudden you get this five minute monologue then you get the ending and it's just like dude be a goth is that motherfucker yeah exactly yeah so i'm i'm so excited i mean i already love her already but we can already tell that you know we're just gonna get good performance after good performance just from now on yeah to see maxine to see what happens oh i'm so excited for it man i feel like it's exactly gonna be exactly what i want and it's like these movies have like really made me appreciate how much I actually really like Ty West, even though I wasn't, I haven't seen the innkeepers. Oh, uh, that's a good one. You should watch that. I haven't seen the innkeepers, but I did watch, um, what's the other one called? House, House, of the Devil? House of the Devil. I like House of the Devil, but I don't love it, but I love that. Movie. I just, I really appreciate him as a director and, Dude, these these first two movies were definitely like made for me. It felt like, and I'm so excited for Maxine. Have you seen the Sacrament? Not yet. No, that's a found footage one. I think you would like that one too. Isn't that, is that Ty West? Yeah, it's okay. it's about oh, yeah. the Heaven's Gate massacre. Their mass suicide. What? Yeah, it's fucking wild. Shit, sign me up. And of course, the last two films I watched on Halloween was John Carpenter's masterpiece, yep. the OG Halloween, which I absolutely love this movie. I think it's probably one of the best DIY, like, old school indie films. Yeah. It, and it's probably one of the best, like, Cinderella stories a film could ever have. It's, <laughs> it was literally a B movie. It was made for less than $500,000. 21 days of filmmaking, too. Yeah. And Carpenter had to make the score himself simply because they couldn't afford poser yep and they did all the post-production sound design themselves by like stabbing watermelons and breathing into like apparatuses and stuff so i don't know it's just from a filmmaking standpoint just from making movies and stuff i love all the behind the scenes stuff with it and i yeah. think the finished product is just amazing for what little they had exactly and and then at the end of the day, it, John Carpenter's direction is amazing. How long it's he so holds good. shots and stuff. Yep. Like when like when Michael Myers walks into frame and he just holds the shot of him just staring at him as they're walking down the sidewalk. Or when he just holds the static shots of just the house off in the distance and Myers is just standing like in the – is a silhouette. Like it's – Yeah. 
it's all so ominous and the atmosphere is so perfect. I don't think it can ever be replicated. And I honestly think it's one of the best films ever made and definitely one of the best slashers ever made. Yep. I, another thing where I can just say peak cinema. Um, it's one of those things because I also watched this on the 31st. And I've always said, if you're not watching Halloween on Halloween, you're doing the holiday wrong. And I, I, I sincerely feel that. Um, it's it's the I I love it every time I watch it. It almost feels like I was thinking about this. It almost feels like revisiting my favorite restaurant. That same feeling where it's like I know what I'm gonna get, mm-hmm. but yet I just love it every single fucking time and it never disappoints. That's how I feel. I I've always gone back and forth with this movie because. I've had many phases since I've gotten into uh-huh. movies, and there's yeah. been like a couple of them where I've just been like, "Oh, may, I've I don't know about Halloween," and but then every time I rewatch it, I'm just like, "Nah, it's, it's yeah, it's like yeah." I always go back on myself a little bit, but then when I rewatch it, I'm just like, "No, nah, you're you're still wrong. It's still." <laughs> and it's like literally, dude. Everything that John Carpenter does in this movie, there's a reason why Michael Myers, even just alone off this movie is just one of the best movie killers of all time yeah like i mean he single-handedly made him into something iconic without even trying just because of how masterful his direction is and i think that's i think that's kind of part of the downfall of the series overall it's just that john carpenter never directed anymore because uh-huh. i think the way he directs this film and the way he frames myers in the way that they do everything I think that's the magic behind it, and I don't think we've ever fully got that magic again outside of this movie in yeah. the franchise. There's always been good moments, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't think anyone has been able to make truly replicate it. Yeah. Yeah, like it's John Carpenter is the guy, and if you're to every other director who tries to make a Halloween movie, it's always like you're not that guy. Like you're not that you're guy. Not. Pal. You're not that yeah. guy, pal. Trust me, you're not that yeah. guy. It's like you need to walk away. You're not that yeah. guy. Yeah. You're not Carpenter. Yeah. But no one is Carpenter, so I can't really blame him either. Because it's like, how can you how can you step up to that plate? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then I watched Halloween 2, which this one I cannot share the same love I have for the first one. I used to like this movie, but every time I rewatch it, I like it less and less. It doesn't uh-huh. have the atmosphere of the first one. It's not nearly as well paced to me and it's much more about just the slasher thon that it wants to be now it's, yeah. it's kind of completely throwing out all the all the fun of just the atmosphere and being kind of slow paced and letting all the characters and everything just kind of burn in the soup together until they yeah. all collapse like i don't know i think the way the first one goes is so masterful that to then just go to the second one and it's just basically the routine sequel where it's just Oh, let's up on the kills and then everyone will be happy. It's like I, I just don't really care about that. So it bores me to tears just to watch people just get killed just because oh, he's trying to get Delorean Hospital. It's like, okay, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> so. See, um I I love Halloween too, man. I think it's like one of those rare films where it's like it's not best case scenario for a sequel, but it's good enough where I really like it. Um, it doesn't obviously surpass John Carpenter's remake, not remake, John Carpenter's original film. Um, but I still love Michael in it. I still love the story, the kills I really like, and I love the setting. We're in a fucking hospital. I mean, that's just amazing. Um, and 
Donald Pleasance is also really good in the movie. I do, I know a lot of people don't like it, but I do like the aspect that um, Lori is his um, sister. Yeah. yeah, and you know, like them going to the school and seeing like Sam Hain, I really love that. Um, I I I'd love it. I it's literally one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's kind of crazy to say that, but it is. It's, <laughs> um, because I don't fault you for it. Yeah, I'm just, I think no, I'm no. a sequel hater at this yeah. point because I don't like I don't like Scream Two that much either. So it's like uh-huh. I don't know. I just think that that kind of formula for the sequels is just doesn't jive for me. Yeah, I and I just love the opening it literally picks up right after and then you literally just get more kills right after it's yeah i i really like it um and i know it's very much 50 50 it's either people like it or they dislike it yeah it's the classic (sighs) sequel syndrome yep um but that's all for me for halloween yeah um so on the 25th, I started with American Werewolf in London. I got the 4K for American Werewolf in London as soon as it came out. And Classic. it's my, it's a, my first time watching this on 4K. Really? Dude, the movie is so <laughs> fucking beautiful in 4K, dude. The it, foggy field in 4K? <sighs> Yeah, dude, it's just like all of like the landscapes of the at the beginning is just amazing. Um, it's great. Yeah, it looks phenomenal. I mean, the movie is such a great mixture of like straight horror creature feature and like literally having really awesome comedy elements too. Um, and the dream sequences are cool too in that movie. Like that's like one of the things. It's super hard for dream sequences to actually work, and this movie, all of them work. All yeah, it does it work. right? Yeah. Um, so you know, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, yeah, you got it tatted on your body. I do, I do. Um, and you know, the werewolf is awesome. Everything that um, John Landis does in this movie is just immaculate, and it only makes it better that it's a fucking werewolf movie. <laughs> um, so then we already talked about Terrifier two, very good slasher. Um, Hot garbage. We both agree it's very good. Um, That's a lie. <laughs> then, then I did another double feature with my buddies. We was a little bit John Carpenter tonight, so we started with the fog. Um, it's a good one. It's so good, dude. It it's a is fun slasher movie. Yeah, it's it. You know, it's like not one of those things where it's like it. You get the kills, but it's like it, like Halloween. It's not grotesque at really at all. And it's like everything. It makes like every time I think of I see fog now, I always think of the fog. Um, it's all, just Carpenter. It's just yeah. so well done in the atmosphere and everything in the whole little town. Oh, the, on the at, cove. And I love the whole like you know the radio station throughout the movie. I yes. love that, um, dude. The imagery in this movie is fucking. Out of this world. Out of this world. Like when they grab the cross and everything. It's just so amazing. Yeah. And then the the legitimate ending of literally, you get the little end where, like, literally they kill the guy and it cuts right there. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely (laughs) amazing. 
It's good stuff. Then I rewatched In the Mouth of Madness, and this rewatch made me bump it up to a five star banger. So you um, finally get it. You I mean, finally I get, get it. It's I mean, perfect. I, I gave it a four and a half to begin with, you know. So I've been telling people was, this movie is perfect for years, and no one will listen. <laughs> I know you liked my review, but like, I literally stand by this. Like, Stephen King wrote a book. Wes Craven adapted it into a screenplay, and John Carpenter directed the film. I, dude, there's sarcastic right there. Yeah, it, dude, it is so fucking good. It is so good. It's Pete Carpenter. Um, like I don't, I, it, it's almost unfathomable to realize actually how good John Carpenter is. Like, yeah, he's goaded. He's so good. He's the greatest horror director of all time. Um. Jordan Peele said so himself. Yep. I mean <laughs> it's 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 perfect. It's such a good movie. Um yeah. Sam Neill, one of his best performances. Um the ending is per it's everything's perfect. It's all I you love need to that know. movie. Yep. Um then the day after I watched I've only seen bits and pieces of it, so I watched They Live all the way through for the first time in 4k another 4k that literally looks fucking phenomenal that's a fun movie dude they live is so fun i mean one john carpenter's like not one to have like in like super in-depth commentary in any of his movies really but with they live his commentary hits yeah hits and um the action's really good um just like literally the pacing of the movie's really good the whole setup um basically you know this homeless guy um finds a job and he's he's living as a part of this like homeless establishment that he finds out he finds these glasses and it turns out you know that you could see aliens um <laughs> and they're controlling the world it's yeah. such a genius concept. It is. It's just like it makes it even better like the whole setup to it. It's like it's just this random guy. It's not anyone prominent. It's just this random guy that turns out to be, you know, to save. Not save technically, but you know, to literally go ahead and Kick alter. Yep. Yeah, and I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> um then after that, I saw Dawn of the Dead in 3D. I usually hate 3D, but dude, I mean, I love Dawn of the Dead, the original. Yeah, it's such a fucking awesome movie. And the three, How did you watch that in 3D. What do you mean? It was in you theaters in, three... in 3D. Yeah, that is wild. Yeah. So I mean, I dude, it was so fun, and the 3D was actually pretty good too. Um, there was never, was there was never a part where I was like, damn, the 3D in this movie that sucked. Or anything like that. Um, That's pretty everything cool. that uh, you know we've already said, but I've already said in this podcast, I think it's a perfect blend of you know you get actually really great horror elements and sequences, then you just get super fun campy horror stuff too. Um, everyone's great commentary per- too. yep, great commentary. Everyone's performances are really good. Um, and overall, it's just a blast. I, George A. Romero was ahead of his time with this movie. Very ahead of his time. 
He was head in all of his movies. Most of his movies, yes, yeah. Um, and it's just something you know. I can't. It's always something I'm gonna have a blast rewatching. So then, the following night, the following night, I see <laughs> Goblin perform Suspiria live to the movie. Oh, I bet that was cool as hell. It was amazing. My buddy Luca was like, "How do I go to regular movie watching after that?" It's <laughs> like, dude, they <sighs> did they kill it? They killed it. I mean, the movie itself, seeing Suspiria on the big screen, looked amazing. Um, and dude, the live score to it was unbelievable, spectacular. It was goblin. Yeah. Then on top of that, at the end, they were like, well, we're going to perform some of our other stuff from other movies. So they performed like the stuff from Deep Red, um, Tenebra, 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 right? Tenebra. 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 Yes. Then they were like. To Debray. And then they were like, You guys like zombie movies and perform the two songs, the two best songs from fucking Dawn, Dawn of the of Dead the, the night yeah. after I saw it. I was like, dude, this is literally one of the best nights of my life. This is amazing. That um, is a good night. It is. Um so that was really cool. Literally one of the best of things I've done for movie watching in my lifetime. Then yesterday, Halloween. Um course rewatched John Carpenter's masterpiece but I also showed one of my buddies um, Rob Zombie's Halloween for the first time um, he it was funny because he, he liked it but you know he very much points where he couldn't stand the Rob Zombie stuff the dialogue and everything, well, the classic uh, Rob Zombie. Yeah, like the Rob Zombie isms. Yeah, he's like, because like in it's wild because I have like three v- copies of this movie. I have the steel book and just the regular Blu-ray, and the one that came with um the Halloween collection, yeah. and none of them had the theatrical cut of the movie. Oh, they're all the unrated one. They're all the unrated one, and the one that he watched was also the unrated one um and the unrated version i think literally only adds one thing to it and what does it add the rape scene oh you you get the actual like the theatrical insinuates it I forgot the, un- the unrated <laughs> one gets the rape scene, and you know that's just pretty much like one of the most unnecessary things I've actually seen in a movie. Yeah. Um, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, but other besides that, I mean, I love it. We've talked about it on the podcast before. Um, I think I was like talking to a coworker today. I was like, dude, I love how John Carpenter's Halloween is like the shape. And a stalker killer. This one is literally force and brutal force of nature, just killing machine. Um, yeah, I mean, I really like it. There's obviously some pretty cringe dialogue and not so great performances, like from the girl who plays Laurie and stuff. But like I said before, it's like one of those things where it's like, as long as these things are serviceable enough, 
I can like the movie. And it's one of those things. So, That's yeah, I really liked it. I I hope that um, one of my friends wasn't able to watch it. So I think I might wa- show it to him again this week at some point. I hope so. Because, you know, I do love I do love his rendition of Halloween. Um, definitely the closest that we have gotten to, like, I wouldn't say the greatness, but like, it's, it's, it's like one of the only other good Halloween movies. Halloween 2. The original, yes. Not not Rob Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. No, not Jake, you would hate my Halloween ranking for all the movies. I know, I I do. Wikipedia. Man, Siri, shut the fuck, fuck up. up. Um, I know. I you do hate. I do hate it. I do hate it. Did you look at my ranking? Yes. For movies? Yes, I do hate it. Um, like That's I said idiot. before, and I'm speaking full hearted truth. There's a lot of great ideas. None of the execution. You're wrong. No, but I'm not wrong. I'm not You're wrong. wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm literally the most truthful part. Truthful person on earth speaking right now. Whatever. <laughs> kills. I I don't like Halloween Kills. I can, I like parts of Halloween Kills. <laughs> it's it's it has some of the worst stuff in a movie I've ever seen in my life, but it also has some <laughs> some redeeming kills. I hate I hate talking about Halloween Kills. And bringing up the kills because it just—it's so fucking stupid. Redeeming kills. So like, you're saying yeah. everything in it's garbage, but you think there's redeeming kills in there? What kills have you seen in there that you couldn't see in any other Halloween movie? There's good kills in it, like the whole freaking um, firefighter sequence was really awesome. Ball what one where he becomes a Mortal Kombat character? It's dumb as fuck. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Whatever. You like Halloween ends, so I don't even want to speak. Yes, you know, I we're will, not we're I not we're not gonna watch no, Halloween stop, ends stop, over stop, Halloween stop, kills stop, any stop, day stop, of the stop, week, stop. Jake. No, 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 no. Any day, Jake. All right, let's any day. All right. That that was our adventures in October movie going. The best month of the year. Yep. Um Addison, what are we watching next? You already said it. It's Tenebre by Dario Argento. Hell yeah, I can't wait. You know, just coming off of watching Suspiria. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good time. I'm super excited to watch it. Me too. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Me either. So, yeah. Um, thank you guys, as always, for listening. Um, I hope you like this Change of Pace podcast where you just talk about a shit ton of movies rather than one. Um Hell yeah. Yeah, we will catch you guys next time. Peace.